One question I asked myself, with all the moves the Vikings made in the offseason, including picking up offensive linemen, can a low-round rookie make the team? I'm going to talk about that and more. Stay tuned. Welcome to Minnesota Sports Talk. I'm your host, David Shelsky. You can follow me on Twitter at SkoWorld and at MN Sports Podcast. If you could, stop what you're doing. Go down there and click like, click subscribe, heck, even ring the bell. This will help me keep more Minnesota Sports Talk on the interwebs. Thank you, and let's get started. One question I asked myself, with all the moves the Vikings made in the offseason, including picking up offensive linemen, can a low-round rookie make the team i'm gonna talk about that and more stay tuned welcome to minnesota sports talk i'm your host david shelsky you can follow me on twitter at SkoWorld and at mn sports podcast If you could, stop what you're doing, go down there and click like, click subscribe, heck, even ring the bell. This will help me keep more Minnesota sports talk on the interwebs. Thank you, and let's get started. The man I'm talking about is Tackle out of Illinois, number 84 overall, Vidarian Lowe. Now, I really want to get into this guy. I think there was a need uh, for offensive line depth we helped out doing that in the you know in the guard position but did we really help out the tackle position now if Derisok got hurt Oyudo goes to the outside we didn't have much going there he unfortunately Oyudo had a bad year so that led us to be, led us to what's going to happen if Either O'Neal or Tarasaw get hurt. Can we uh, can we adjust? Would we move a Cleveland back out to tackle and leave a gap again at the offensive guard position? So what could we possibly do? Well, the Vikings, in their vision, said we weren't good enough at offensive tackle. We need to add more depth, and they selected Vidarian's Vidarian Low. Now, one of the good stories of this draft is Vidarian Lowe. He lived with his mother and grandmother, and his mother died. And unfortunately, I think when he was 12 years old, he ended up trying to take care of his grandmother. He, um, he eventually, you know, got to college, you know, Illinois, played left tackle for him. He he got married. He had two kids. He's got a a son that's almost one, another one that's almost three, which was reported. And then he also got legal guardianship over his 14, he may be 15, 14 or 15 year old brother. And when you inter, when he's interviewed, you can just see the maturity. And he says this matured him faster than probably most people on this earth is that, you know, he's a, he's thinking of it how to feed his family, how to raise his brother right. And he gets drafted by the Minnesota Vikings, and he's going to take that into camp, knowing that he has more people that depend on him than most other rookies. 
And you can see that in the conversations he has. Now, why did he fall the sixth round? Why wasn't he one of the bigger, you know, tackle prospects? Well, one of the things is, is this was a pretty deep tackle draft. But let me talk about his measurables. His height is 6'5". Pretty good for a tackle, right? Weight 314, also very good. This is where he sets himself apart. He has 35 and 38 inch arms. And he has 10 and 38 inch hands. Now, we just recently drafted uh, Christian Derisaw. And his height, 6'4", so he's an inch shorter. His weight, 314, same. Arms, three, 34 and a quarter, which are long. And they, he was told to ha- said to have long arms. But that's one inch, over one inch shorter. One inch shorter than Christian Derrissaw. 10 and 3 eighths hands. Christian Derrissaw had nine and a quarter. So his hands are even an inch longer than Christian Derrissaw's. So that's... That's honestly amazing. Now, he had ESPN graded him, or the NFL Network on his bio graded them a separation of like a half point, which honestly is not that not that big of a gap considering Derisaw was ranked in the first round. Or, yeah, first round, and, and Vidarian Lowe was you know, drafted in the sixth round. So it is my impression that Vidarian Lowe had potential to go a lot higher than he did. So I don't think he's your normal six-round pick. Now, you could say this, that I've said this about a few other people, and I have. I said that, um, I said Andrew Booth Jr. was drafted lower than he was, should have been drafted higher. I said that about Ty Chandler, and um, just because the undervalue of the position at running back, he drafted in the fifth round. And then I said, said that about a Jalen Naylor. Um, and I considered him the biggest the biggest value in this draft at wide receiver. Well, I'm going to tell you that we got a guy here that's going to go to camp and compete because he has pretty good measurables, you know, physical size-wise. Now, his 40-yard ja- dash is 5 and 20, 5.22. He was so he wasn't one of the faster linemen in the draft. Vertical, vertical jump 25 and, and a half. You know, that's not, that is better than some. So for a guy his size, broad jump 99. So these are explosion type of um, numbers. And you don't see that great of explosion numbers when you, uh, when you, when you're this big and you're a def, your offensive tackle. Three cone drill, seven, eight, three, uh, 20 yard shuttle, 4.71. So all these speed drills, he was not the greatest at. Nothing that stands out. Now here's his player bio. Loa started for the Illini at left tackle since his true freshman year. When he began seven of eight contests he played, he suited up for all 12 games in 2018 and all 13 in 2019 before garnering, garnering honorable mention all Big Ten Conference honors for his play in 2020. Eight starts. And in 2021, 12 starts. He set a school record with 52 career starts. Lowe is married to Haley and has two sons 
Kingston Lowe, born 2019, and Trey Carter Lowe, born 2021. Lowe gained legal guardianship of his 14-year-old brother, Fidelius Cockrell, in 2021, and this was reported by Chad Reuters. Now, there's an overview. Um, now, this is where I like to do this. I read his draft profile and react based on what I've seen on video of this guy. So this is real-time reaction of me reading his draft profile for the first time. I've waited. <laughs> I haven't looked at it for the first time, and I'll and we'll go through it together. His overview um, by Lance Zerline, they projected him at round five. So automatically, we got him around later than even the NFL analysts um, may have um, picked may have picked him. So already there's a little bit of value. Offensive line prospects who checks multiple boxes in both the traits of traits and intangible categories. Evaluators are sure to love Lowe's personal character as well as me- his measurables. He's big, strong, and long, but needs to play with better hand accuracy and technique to fully unlock those traits. Bend and athleticism are both strengths for Lowe, who is scheme-independent talent. He's allowed to have he's allowed too many pressures and sacks during his career, but has the tools for rapid improvement. With a few coaching fixes, Lowe is worthy of a middle-round consideration as swing tackle with guard potential. I don't know how much I agree with this write-up. I, too, agree that his hand placement isn't the best. But he is long. He gets to the body first. That is coachable. You, if he gets... He, what's not coachable is arm length. So he has the physical traits, inch longer, over inch longer arms... Than um than our first round pick last year, Darisaw, and he can get to that first. So his hand placement has I've seen has been to the outside a little bit. Now he needs to improve on that, but he mirrors well as a left tackle. So I think he could play left tackle. He could play right tackle, and that's why they in the write up they say swing tackle, and I completely agree with that. Now. I'm going to say it right now, looking at the depth chart, this means to me that we we have a guy that's going to, that plays Austin Schlotman, that plays center and guard. So that's going to be the, a guy that might make the team because he plays both center and guard. So he has a little bit of advantage there. Now, because of the fact we got Jesse Davis and Chris Reed, Chris Reed, who I've predicted is going to win that job, and I can't, and I'm gonna do a I'm gonna do an offensive line depth chart, you know who's gonna win the jobs. But I'm a little teaser here. I have predicted in my live broadcast with RAP from Purple uh, Pocket Podcast that Ole Udo gets cut, does not make the team, and I it has a lot to do with Vidarian Lowe making the team as our swing tackle. I just, I just think he's a, I think I, I trust in his physical traits, his athletic ability, and the fact that he's hungry, and he, I, he's going to come in here to camp and win that job, and I think he's got NFL starter potential, maybe not with the Vikings because we got bookend tackles at the moment, but he's going to prove his worth. I do not think he can move into guard. I just don't think so. 
but uh, I think he's a swing tackle. His strengths that they reported, he's big, strong, and durable. Praise for character, maturity, and leadership. Both of these I agree with wholeheartedly. I've never been so agreeable to uh, to the write-up of NFL Network. Bendy with adequate, adequate lateral quickness. I did say he mirrors well. Adequate, I could agree with that. Um, makes athletic adjustments on the move. Uh, don't see much of that, um, but he does get up the, up the field when he's needed needed to. You 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 would see Derisaw Virginia Tech pull as a left tackle all the way to the right tackle, and they do it a read option, and the the quarterback would follow Derisaw's kickout block. So there is Derisaw was used a lot differently. And I think is more athletic than a Vidarian low. And that's where you get see the separation. Runs runs feet to stick and wash down opponents as zone blocker. Rips pass punch into opponent with snap. This is where this is where I'm talking about. He's got the he's got the he's got the advantage of having long arms and can get to the body first. And if that can be coached into him with keeping his hands inside and not Reaching and pulling, this man could be a this man could be a easily a starting left tackle. Uh, maintain separation with length and hand resets. He does, he does. But you know, again, his initial grab on the outside may cause him problems. In the today's NFL linemen or or linebackers or rush or or edge rushers can figure that out. And we'll note and we'll be able to play off of that. Now, above average recovery athleticism. I'd say he can recover well. I do believe. I, I agree. I think that he's good at reading the defense and adjusting as they as maybe there is a as a twist or a stunt or a linebacker coming out of nowhere. I think he can uh, he can adapt well to that. And that was the strength. I don't think it's as good as Ed Ingram I evaluated earlier, but I believe that that he has those abilities, those traits too. His weaknesses, pad level rises a little tall out of his stance. I could see that. Leans and drops Hillman into contact. That that potentially could be true. I, I do not, in the videos that I saw, again, we're looking at highlights. You don't see that much. Lacks crisp, accurate block entry with his hands. Again, I'm going to harp on this. It's his hands. They're just not in the right place to start the block. And uh, unfortunately, that's going to cause him some holding penalties. But I'm talking about swing tackle developing in the future starter. So not a big concern yet. Doesn't bring feet under him, hindering sustained attempts. He's not, I didn't see him mowing anybody down. You know, his, his highlight reel, there's not nothing of him just destroying anybody. Uh, needs better play side landmarks on stretch plays. Okay. Uh, punch is stiff, but can ride a little too high. I could see that. Again, it's hand placement. Hand placement. Post foot deadens when sliding to inside counters. Um, again, don't see a lot of failed attempts on a highlight video, so I'll, I'll give them that, whatever they say. Need to sit down and find footing to anchor. 
Yeah, when you saw highlight reels of Dara saw, they showed that how big of an anchor he had and was unmovable. I didn't get to see that with the uh, uh, low, but it could be there. But they're saying it's not. Um, it's one of his weaknesses. Struggles to create consistent firmness with outside ed- with his outside edge. That is amazing by Derisaw. You could see him. You could see him cut the D tackle off or D end off when he was blocking. Um, whenever he needed to, he he was able to do that reach block where they jump out and then turn and and keep the person going as the ball goes outside. That that was a very strong suit by Derisaw. That's why he was a first-round talent. This, you didn't see this him used this way. Um, and I think it might have a lot to do with different types of offense. The Big Ten offense compared to an NFL offense may vary quite a bit, and depending on what he's used. Virginia Tech is, more, I believe, more creative. And having Derisaw pull from left tackle all the way to right tackle on some occasions, I think I – think, um, this is something he could learn, um, get better at. I the reach he has is amazing. I think he's he's a he's going to be a good backup at left tackle and right tackle, and we hope that he never sees the field. But it's nice to know that we got a a nice pickup in the sixth round. Just to give you an idea, Derisaw um, has a long list of strengths. But let's look at his weaknesses. Play can match to, and this is him coming into the NFL. Play can much too nonchalant at times, and uh, explicably lets opponents off the hook early rather than finishing them. I agree. I'm lo- looking at his college videos right before this, and he wasn't a mauler. He wasn't angry like Ed Ingram, who is their second round pick, is pick people up and throw them down. And uh, you can see that Badarasaw was more of a get the angle and and get the right block. And that's the same as what um, what uh, Cleveland and O'Neal were like coming out of college, too. They weren't the Maulers. Uh, low hands lead to occasional late punches. Opens outside hip a little early in his pass slides. Allows defenders into his frame more than he should. Again, that's something I don't think... Um, Verisaw, sorry, Vidarius Lowe has um, as a weakness, and it, it was listed as Derisaw's weakness. Needs committed power, step inside, protect B-gap, inconsistent work, working a firm, accurate outside hand, lazy with hand placement on down blocks. Similar issue, hand placement that they say that Lowe has, that Derisaw had too. Rushes uh, through secure blocks on combos. So I, I'm comparing him to Derisa just because it's the most recent pick. It's fresh in our mind. We were so happy with getting Derisa. Well, there are so many similar traits uh, physically that Vidarian Lowe has that Christian Derisa has. But there is a separation in the fact that Derisa is a more athletic um, and I believe him, him being able to cut off the defender and hold an anchor is more well-established than Vidarian Lowe. But the production is there. The the trust that he had from freshman to graduation is there, setting the record for most games played. 
um, by alignment. So everything at Illinois, so everything's there to sh say that this guy was a great pick in the sixth round and we should be pretty set for swing tackle if he does what he needs to do. So this is David Shelsky, Minnesota Sports Talk. If you're still with me, go down, click like and subscribe. Keep me on the air. Keep more Minnesota Sports Talk on the interwebs. Not less, more. We need more. That's it. See you next time.